What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Parker Chronicles podcast. I am your host, the Parker XP. And down there is one of the two nemesis we'll talk about today. My brother from the same mother, Nemesis Angel. And joining us for week two of many weeks to come for Resident Evil in review is our RE expert and the queen of horror games, Piggy Whisperer Ryan. Here we are. Ne- ne- every time Uh-oh. I introduce Nemesis, he says nothing. So I am always like, "Is does he hear me? Is there I'm something here. wrong? Hello? <laughs> what is going Hi. on? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Wait, before we do that, just going to turn Nemesis up a little bit. because See, Nemesis, you, you said you, you questioned me last week. You said, oh, you listen to the show? And the reason I do is because then I pick up on, oh, why is Nemesis so low when he talks? Am I low? No, no. For me, on my side, it was like when I was listening back on last week's podcast, you were kind of low compared to me and Piggy. So I wanted to make sure you were kind of, you know, even with us. So you weren't just like sound like you were whispering. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the show where we dissect, review and rank your favorite film franchises or just film franchises. Doesn't even have to be your favorite. Um, Today, we are reviewing Resident Evil Apocalypse or Resident Evil 2 Apocalypse, which Google, that's what Google popped up when I typed it in. Um, Boy, oh boy, another doozy in the Resident Evil uh, saga, we should say. So we're going to go around the room as we always do and talk about what we thought of this glorious film. And we're going to start with our guest, as always, Picky. I have a lot of thoughts. I have, a, I have so many more thoughts than I did even last week because I I have a I have a deep seated love for the first Resident Evil movie. It's yep. the only one that I've seen a lot, and um, so it's hard for me to really just be like, yeah, this part sucks. It's just the strictly the CGI that really gets me, and like some of the some of the scenes where they're just like panning around and stuff. It's oh. just crazy. This movie brought all of that to a whole new disdain. Um, it started off with the fact that they did CGI Jill's face. Um, and especially when they zoom up real close, they try to like get her in like a turned angle. So you can't really tell that her face is fully, C- like is partially CGI'd um, because she didn't look enough like Jill. So they, they CGI'd her to look more like her. And I, I can't deal with that because I would rather have a good actress who's doing great instead of someone who looks like Jill and like, just leave them, just leave their faces. Carlos didn't look anything like Carlos. Didn't look like him. Which, which the, one was Carlos? Doctor, Carlos is the main guy who survives. Is that, was that her partner? Yeah. The one who dies on the bridge? Well, no, no. So Peyton was the one that was oh, her partner yeah. that was shot on the bridge by Nemesis. Yeah. Um, Carlos is the stars member who survives till the end of the movie. And he's in the car with them when they're like driving away. Um, um, Lloyd, no idea who that guy is. Just a random dude. LJ? Um, yeah. The most useless character? Like, I, I, I what's his, I, 
what's this actor's name? I think it's Michael Epps. Yeah, I don't he's know, been in but... he's been in like of the Friday movies uh, and stuff like Mike. Yeah, it's Mike Epps. Um, yeah, why? Why was he in this movie? I don't understand why he's in this movie. I have no idea who he is as a character. I have no idea what he was supposed to do. But that being said, outside of that, he was the best actor. <laughs> he played his role. He did everything great. And he was That's so terrific sad. at the most useless thing that he was supposed to do, which was so be there. Sad. Um uh fun fact before but, before you continue, fun fact, uh Snoop Dogg actually was supposed to play LJ, uh, and then he ended up turning it down. So Mike Epps came in and, and took over. I'm glad Snoop Dogg didn't, because that would just turn this whole franchise into a comedy. And this yep. is, it's already so bad, it's laughable. Um, so, like, LJ was the best acting character that I could find. Everybody else tried really, really hard to, like, be their characters, and it just didn't work. And... The panning, the panning around, the slow mo, the panning, the zip zop, doodle zoop zoop zoops with the camera. That's so dizzy. What? what? Say that again. Zip zip zop, doodle zoop zoop zoops. Oh, okay. There was some parts of this movie where I was like, I'm getting dizzy right now. I don't know what the fuck is happening. These fight what? scenes, like, why do we have to jump seventy five times? Just pan out a little bit and let them fight. Why do we no. have to cut seventy five times? I can't see you shit. Spend all of their budget on ah. CGI Neil's face Golly. and getting the what? because they need to stay consistent with the first movie that had a nip shot. That's the only reason people right. haven't watched it at the right. time. Jesus, we, so we made it through the entire work. movie without a nip, and they're like, "Here it is." And you're like, "Oh, here it is." Okay, this is what you is get. Is it in her contract that she has to show her nipple? I'm almost certain that at least in this movie, it was part of the contract. Oh my God. And like, it is the most, you can see she was trying to hide it. And I'm <laughs> fairly certain it was in the contract because yeah, of how yeah. they, like they had it. Yeah. Um, but so like, I just, I was watching it and there's like the part at the end where it's like pan over here, pan over there. Oh, action shot, slow-mo shot. And um, there's a part where the zombies are like walking up the stairs. And I was like, I was watching it and I was like, yeah, this is great. And then all of a sudden it's like a computer lagging because it can't keep up with the frame rate. And it's just like, damn, the frames per second just lagged oh real hard. And... Yes. I was just like, what is that? Like, are they going to keep doing it for the rest of the zombies? No, they did it for a split second. Like, just like a five second thing. They were just like, frame rates are dropping. Everything's fine now. Like, there was no consistency in the fight scenes. And the fight scenes were so anticlimactic. That's why they had to have the... The zoom in, the zoom out, oh. the the slow motion, the panning over here, panning over here. Yeah. Like, like it's doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And it's a whole other argument where they're just like, Nemesis is Matt. We have to love him. Yep. He's a good yep. guy. He saves Alice. Yay. Spoiler alert. Sorry. It's the end of the movie, yeah, but whatever. Oh, whatever. We don't have to do this podcast anymore. Yeah. See you later, guys. Great show. Bye. Good night. Good night. I have completed all of the complaints, and we have spoiled the whole movie. So. Yep, yep.
So yeah, that oh. I had a lot to I had a lot to think about with this one, and I was like, do I just hate the movie, or is it like everything just doesn't nothing for me met up properly, nothing at all. And there it was still no doesn't direction here, no direction. I, no, it was no. all over the place. Nemesis. The end where they're like, you're in a lab again. It's like, yeah. Oh. Okay. 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 Sure. <laughs> oh. We're back here. And why do you let her go? If the whole doctor's entire livelihood yeah. was to deal with her, it's he's fine. just like, he's like, let her go. And yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> just, okay. <laughs> it's really okay. Weird. The entire company's life. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, let her go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Corey, welcome in. So yeah, those are my complaints. I know that was very extensive. It's just gonna get worse from here on out, everybody. <laughs> yep. I'm oh god. Corey Bear, Adam, uh it's a, he said, good to see Hi, Adam Corey. on cam again. How you doing? Every week. Every week he's on cam, at least once a week, as am I. <laughs> What's streaming anymore? Uh, Nemesis, what are your thoughts? I thought it was bad. <laughs> right to the point. I thought, I thought it was really bad. Um, I can't say I enjoyed it at all. Um, I don't know how it got a 6.2. I think you should subtract three and maybe divide by two after that. And I think we got the rating it should have got. I don't know. I think like, I, I think I, like you said, I can't be too hard on the actors, but the story was, it's just trash. I mean, I didn't enjoy it at all. It's just a lot of, like, I felt like I was in a washing machine watching this movie. Like, it's just, it, it's crazy and not in a good way. So, yeah, I'm just going to leave it dry like that. It was, it was bad. Corey, we are reviewing Resident Evil Apocalypse today. That is uh, what we're doing. And if you've and watched boy, it, don't. Oh boy. Or if you haven't watched it, don't. I know what I'm saying. All right. Uh, to be honest, I enjoyed this more than the first one. I just, I don't know. I just, I didn't hate myself watching this as much as the first one. The first one bored me. It really did. It just was too, not, it felt like not, like Nemesis said last week, like there was always a lot going on. It was like a million miles a minute. But for me, it kind of seemed a lot slower. This movie was, I mean, there was a lot going on, but I mean, this movie sucks. I mean, this movie's trash. this movie's bad. I'm not saying it was good, but I just enjoyed it slightly more than I enjoyed the first Resident Evil. Uh, but on that note, this movie's bad. This movie's bad, and we have four more weeks of these movies. No, and... I have three. Ah, oh, rude. So rude. We're gonna make you watch it anyways. Whatever one you gotta skip, no, you're gonna watch. He, he it already did. He already did. He's, already not, gonna be here. It. He's not gonna be here for next week's episode. He already watched it. So <laughs> but he can't talk about it. All right. I didn't like that one either. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> um yeah, this movie's this movie's bad. Doesn't matter if I enjoyed it more than the first one. These oh god. Just you could tell that for one, you could tell this was a guy who has never directed before before this movie. He had never directed a movie before. He was actually he was part of the Resident Evil 
franchise, uh, but he is a camera operator. He's he pretty much was a, just a behind the scenes guy. He, which is it, it's kind of it, it's kind of like a uh, a reference to when we reviewed Jaws. Jaws three was reviewed by a guy who was his first time directing, and he was a guy who helped. He was a a, a production designer. Like he didn't that like why are the why are you letting these people direct? They don't have those skills. I don't give a shit what you say. Stop it. Stop it. Because we get movies like this. Even though Paul W.S. Anderson didn't do much better. Um, so yeah, this movie was directed by Alexander Witt, who is a he's primarily a director of photography um on a lot of things. Uh, but his only movie uh, as of right now uh, that he has directed is Resident Evil Apocalypse. He also directed uh, a video short for a James Bond Land Rover commercial. And he is slated to direct a, another movie that at some point that was announced this year. Don't know what it is. Don't really care. Stop giving these people... I'm not sure people... if I want to watch it because it's terrible, because I know it's going to be awful, or if I don't want to watch it. Like, I'm actually not sure because it's one of those things where, like, it could just be, like, another room movie where it's just so bad it's good. Yeah. But, because this was bad. This was, when you said that he's only, that he's, like, not a director and, like, this was the first time he ever directed something, I was like, this should be his last. Yeah. <laughs> so... yeah. Well, it's a good thing Mila actually agreed with us. It says here that Mila Jojovich I, I just butchered that, I think, but I was disappointed by this film. She said the studio wanted more action and explosion that the story was swept under the rug. Yep. Jaws 3. Literally Jaws 3. Oh. Um. I, I was looking it up because I was, like, looking at the cast and stuff like that, and Mila was extremely upset with what started happening in the movies, starting with this one. Because, like, much like the rest of us, the first one had a lot of the plot of the games. Um, it wasn't great. They used a lot of action and stuff like that, and it didn't really tie in great with everything else that Resident Evil is. But it was a good movie. It was something that a lot of us have seen many times. And you know what? It was... They did what they could, and it kind of worked out. And then this one, they were just like... Yeah, with the story just yep. got rid of that and we're like we're gonna have action the thing was is this is this movie played out like a video game where it was kind of like go to point a from point a to point b and then you have your 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 boss battles and mini boss battles as you go along but then you know it's it's from it's but it's a bad video game yeah <laughs> it's just it's just very, bad it is very indicative of like it it reminds me of the remake of Resident Evil 3. <laughs> like, it is just painfully linear. It is super easy to just be like, yep, this is what's going to happen next. Oh, this is what's going to happen next. And now this. And, um, like, I, I was watching it with other people and someone was like, I was going to be more surprised if, like, there's a little girl sitting there and, like, the reporter walks up to her. They were like, no. I would be more surprised if that little girl isn't a zombie. And then, like, turns around and there she is. She's a zombie. And they're like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. 
This that's so surprising. This throwaway what? character no one gives a shit about dies. Oh no. God. Not that would have lived. That would have been better. Yeah. Would have much rather that. And the fact that they killed Nikolai, <laughs> and Nikolai is a subordinate of Carlos. I was like, you did you actually play the games? Because obviously not. Where Nikolai's like, what are we supposed to do to Carlos? And Carlos is like, we're supposed to go over here. We're supposed yep. to get extracted. And it's like, Nikolai's higher ranked than him. <sighs> Why is he asking Carlos? Oh, that's right. Because Carlos was made into the main character. It's just, there's a lot of stuff that I really just am not pleased about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. So Resident Evil Apocalypse was released September 10th, 2004, two weeks before my 13th birthday. Uh, it was budgeted at $45 million and made a worldwide box office of $129 million. So what does that mean? You hit the $100 million mark. We're getting another one, baby. This movie, yeah. again... Like I said before, this movie was directed by Alexander Witt, and this is his only movie he's ever directed. Um, he did commercials, and he's done other things um, behind the scenes. Um, but guess what? It was written by Paul W.S. Anderson, who is literally the man who uh, tortured us for 14 years and keep making these movies. Um, so the reason that he was attached... So he didn't direct this movie, but he was still the writer, and he was a producer. Um... So because of the failure of Mortal Kombat Annihilation, so Paul W.S. Anderson, well, at the time, he was just going by Paul Anderson. He directed Mortal Kombat in 1995, which was actually successful, even though it was not a good movie. Um, but then two years later, Mortal Kombat Annihilation came out. He had no part of it, and it was garbage. You want to talk about a really bad movie? Mortal Kombat Annihilation is one of the worst movies ever made. Um, and so he was actually he went on record saying that how disappointed he was that he couldn't have he he couldn't direct that and make it better than it was because he was very he you know he takes a lot of pride in um I guess in the games he's he likes video games and he likes making video game movies the problem is what about Resident Evil because these aren't the games you're just sprinkling shit that's in the games. And they're not the games. You're just like, well, here's Nemesis. Like, cool, but he's it's still bad, man. You don't like. Ugh. It says he. It says he opted out of this movie for directing because he was doing Alien versus Predator, which wasn't terrible. But he's not a great director. Let's just say that, okay? He's not a great director, writer. Oof. I mean, to be honest, the Monster Hunter movie that came out last year did not get good reviews, um, and was not. It, it wasn't made compared to the source material. It was just, here's a bunch of monsters and here, my wife's in this movie because she needs to be again. I feel oh. like he just movies so his wife can be in them. Yes. And don't get me wrong. I don't think she's terrible, but no. he doesn't give her very good scripts. Mila is a great actress. Yeah. Like, she was in Dazed and Confused. She is an absolutely phenomenal actress if she's given the right roles and the right tools right. to actually be in the role. But I feel like her little brother comes over and is like, yo, I'm playing this game. And then Mr. Anderson's just like, yeah. 
yep. Mila needs to act in this. And it's like, you've never played it. You've never picked it Mom. up at all. You've, oh, you've never even watched somebody else play it. Like... Yeah. Got attacked. Got <laughs> attacked. By a moth. Really? <laughs> it's because you're the light. I know. <laughs> Let's not forget. She was in The Fifth Element. Fantastic movie. Yes. And she was fantastic in it. It wasn't, you know... She can She can act. She just doesn't get the right stuff. Um, she is one of my favorite actresses. Um, usually when she's given a role outside of Mr. Anderson, he's <laughs> phenomenal. I've like, there are very few movies where she's a bad actress in them when it doesn't include him, when it does include him. I feel like a lot of this is just like an okay, honey situation. Yeah. Where like, cause if I'm not mistaken, she also plays video games. And uh, so I feel yeah, like, probably. I feel like Mr. Anderson's just like, I'm going to do this thing because my wife showed a feigning interest in it. And she's right. like, okay, honey. And then he's like, no, you have to work in it now. She's like, well, it's a paycheck. Okay, honey. Like, Yeah. Well, the thing was is that uh, she they weren't a couple when the first one was made. I think the re they actually got together after this movie came out. Or the first movie came out. Or, or even this one. I don't remember. I don't know when they became became a couple. But she took the original role uh, because her brother was a huge... We talked about it last week, but her brother was a huge Resident Evil fan. And she had gotten off... Or she got an audition for the for the movie. And she took it because of her brother. And then we get what well, we, you know, we get this, you know, people are like, yes, we're getting Resident Evil movies because to, I don't know why it's so hard to take Resident Evil, the games and just convert those into movies. They're pretty much movies themselves. Just, you know, just add some things in there to make I mean, it when you're you know, basing a movie off of a game from Sega Dreamcast is kind of difficult. No, well, I'm not talking about graphics. I'm talking about the story. Like there is a story there. There but is there's lore. It, there's so much lore with the games. It's hard to like actually get a a good depiction on how the characters are supposed to act when they're mm. like these blocky pixel people. Video game movies are very hard in my like. I feel like they really haven't nailed it. I think to be honest, Sonic the head the Sonic movie is, in my opinion, one of the better video game movies they've made in the last 20 years, oh, which is well, shocking we because we almost got a terrible looking Sonic in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then literally the internet had to bully them. Yep. Like this looks like a terrifying rat. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, uh, Sienna Gilroy, I, or Gillery, I think that's, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I apologize, uh, who, she played Jill Valentine, uh, she actually bought a PlayStation 1 console and a copy of the game to study Jill, the, the character from Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, which this movie is slightly based on, um, and she based all of her movements by watching the way that Jill moved in the game, and of course they had to put her in the same damn outfit, why? You couldn't change that? Isn't that the outfit she wears in the game? Yes. The the the, the tube top with the fucking skirt. What a dumb yep. outfit. <laughs> All right, guys. Yep. Go. It's literally like 
it's like Laura Croft, but just worse from the original. Oh my God. Queen. Welcome in. Uh, so this is actually the first, uh, uh, the beginning of this movie. First time you ever hear, uh, the name Alice be spoken. Uh, the name Alice wasn't spoken in the first film. You only found out her name was Alice in the credits. Uh, but she, you know, she starts recapping everything. Um, and that's when she says, my name is Alice. Yay. Yay. Amazing. So exciting. (laughs) Isn't that Uh, just greatest? (laughs) Another gripe. Why do they say raccoon city, raccoon city? Raccoon. The fuck is that? Because if they said raccoon, like raccoon, raccoon. If they said it like the animal, they would give it the wrong implications, I guess. That it's just a cute little city filled with a bunch of screaming. Do they say it like that in the games? No. I think the movie I think the movie would have been better if there was actual raccoons in the movie. It's a city full of raccoons. (laughs) Just rabid raccoons. I'd take it. (laughs) I'd one hundred percent. I think I enjoyed the movie Rubber more than this movie. Did you watch that recently? And, and that, well, no, but I mean, I'll take a killer tire over this any day. I've never seen it. It's, uh, it's, it's bad. Oh, man. All right. Piggy, you got anything for, uh, for facts or trivia or anything that you want to share before we get into the plot? The dogs were far less CGI'd this time. Nemesis wasn't really CGI'd. The only time it was is when it zoomed in on his eyes. Or his yeah. eye. You could tell it was say. like floating in there. Yeah. It did it did um, say uh sorry. I mean oh, no. No, I did, I had a before it leaves my brain, it said that um the nemesis suit, the it was sixty pounds and the guy could only wear it up to like fifteen minutes because he was scorching in there. Yes. There was Met- not a fan inside, and yeah. he also had to wear the boots with the giant platforms on the bottom. Can you imagine like having to take that off? every 15 minutes and then putting it back on taking it <laughs> off it back on oh, i would want nuts i will say that i am very happy with the way that the nemesis looked in this movie um they could have done a lot of things with the nemesis and instead they made it practical effects and they gave him the proper clothing that he had in the third game um so the thing about Nemesis's clothing is uh, it is specially designed to be um, to be non-flammable and it's almost like a Kevlar. So it's supposed to actually protect him from bullets and stuff like that. Um, you can't hurt him with fire because of his clothing and also acid. Acid wasn't supposed to damage him nearly as bad because of his clothing. And so the fact that they kept it with his original trench coat with a very similar design and they tried to embody all of that is quite impressive that they actually even attempted to do that. Because, I don't know, the nemesis, like, he is a fashion icon. (laughs) I, I strive to look like him. Well, like when he walks up, when he first enters the movie and he walks up and there's all those stars people and that and that guy stands up with a sniper rifle and he's like, what the fuck is that? 
I was like, it's a goth club kid. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very oversized one. He's ready to party, man. He's <laughs> ready to go to the club, yo. So, but yeah. Um, no, he definitely looked good, but his uh, his Kevlar didn't do a very good job in the movie of stopping bullets. No, they did not. They did not make it Kevlar-y when it came to that, because he was just like... Yeah, it's just blood everywhere, but not that he cared, but... No. So, but yeah, that is that is my biggest, like, glowing review of this, is the fact that Nemesis was actually really good. Um, the fact that they used practical effects for him made him that much better. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they CGI'd a lot less in this movie made it a lot better. And to be honest, I think the CG wasn't as bad in this one as the first one. Like the liquors in the church, they actually, I mean, they still didn't look great, but they looked better than the liquor from RE1. Yeah. Tim! Thanks for the 16 month resub, bud. Welcome in. So yeah. Um, the liquors, yeah, they did look a lot better. I'm glad that they had a very, very short stint in this game, yes. in, in this movie, not this game. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, the CGI was not the best, but it was a lot better. It looked like they were there. It didn't look like someone copied and pasted right. them. Yeah. And tried to use, like a smoothing tool on them. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are, that's my reviews. The, it has nothing to do with the second game. Like, there's absolutely nothing in this that makes any sense that goes with the second game in any way, shape, or form. Um, the only thing is, is that they have to go pick up the little girl. Mm, that's probably that's literally it. the only thing. Because there is a... It, one of the trivia is that they took elements from RE2 and RE3. But, yeah. yeah, that's probably the only thing they took out of RE2. Yep. Do the fireworks. Uh, so the trailer for this film was the most watched on the internet with 8.5 million downloads. From November 2003 to May 2004. Whoa. Wild. Uh, stars is the only word ever spoken by the nemesis. Uh, it's also the only word he ever speaks in RE3. That's pretty cool. I like how they kept that consistent. Sort of, I guess. It's one word. Consistency. Like should I, should that even go with the... Yeah. It literally is what it says. Stars. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Are we ready for the plot? Oh, I think I'm feeling <laughs> sick. <laughs> wait, wait, can I guess it? The plot? Can I guess what the whole plot was? <laughs> All of it? <laughs> the plot. Here. Put it in air quotes. The plot. Have you ever seen a trash can on fire? It's just oh me. man! <laughs> so <laughs> we open up with a zoomed-in look at an eye that has the umbrella logo in it. Uh, you find out, uh, and then you hear Alice introducing herself, finally telling everybody what her name is. Because I mean, you could have figured it out in the credits of the last movie, but this she finally says her name. Um, and she pretty much recaps all the events of the first movie, what her job was uh, with Umbrella. Uh, and uh, we figure out the cop's name is Matt, because in the last show, we know, none of us knew what the cop's name was. Well, guess what? It's Matt, because she yells it a lot, uh, because they replay the final scene where they're like, put him with the, in the nemesis program, as he's got like the things spouting out of his arm. Um, 
then we get a uh a throwback to is is this a is this is this like a a flashback to before the virus when they're like driving around picking up all the scientists or is this like the outbreak yeah. has happened so it's right when the outbreak uh in umbrella corporation starts so the way that it is is it's like let's say the um Spence, yeah, his name is Spence. When Spence. he goes and he throws the when yeah. he throws the vial and it explodes and whatever, and he busts out of there. That moment um, when all the doors start locking to the facility and the alarms go off is when they go to go pick up the scientists. Ah, okay. Because shit was hitting the fan, <clears throat> and they were like, "Oh no!" Oops. So, so we have a bunch of uh, umbrella scientists going to the hive. Uh, and there's this like really big door that opens and a couple of them go in there, but all you get is an image of a, of like a, a computer screen that shows a bunch of little dots and the dots move really fast where all the zombies are. I was like, damn, those zombies fast as fuck as they pounce on all the, uh, the scientists there. And guess what? There's an outbreak run. Uh, black trucks are picking up head umbrella core members. Um, and, uh, one of them is a, is Dr. Ashford. What was the woman's name that, that gets picked up first? Do we even see her like after they pick her up? Oh, but she, because she actually goes where they tell her to go. Cause the whole point was to bring them down to the, uh, to like the fence there. And then they were supposed to get choppered out. But Ashford said, no, my daughter's out there. Um, he's like, I'm not leaving without my daughter. Um, so this, uh, so the actor who played Ashford is, uh, Jared, Jared Harris, uh, whose father is Richard Harris, who was the first Dumbledore. Um, but he's also been in ridiculous amount of movies. Uh, I think he played, uh, King George in the crown recently, uh, he played Moriarty in uh, Sherlock Holmes, uh, Game, of, Game of Shadows, the one with Robert Downey Jr. He's been in a lot of things. He's a very good actor. Um, but he is, he's like, I'm not going anywhere until we get my daughter. Uh, shows the daughter getting picked up from her school. She's in a black truck, and, the, and her truck gets hit by a cement truck. The word truck's going to be thrown out a lot in this. Uh... And flips the truck and she, you think it's kind of one of those things where you're like, is she dead? Is she not dead? As she's hanging upside down in, uh, in the truck. But then we'll see her later as we, as we go and we meet Jill fucking Valentine as she is. There's it just showing her walls in her apartment, all like clippings of like pretty much saying like she's crazy and all that stuff. Uh, and she is getting ready cause she sees the news reports about, you know, the undead or, or whatever they're talking about, how there's an outbreak or there's people murdering people in the streets. Uh, and you're like, oh, cool. Jill Valentine's in this. I forgot. And um, yeah, then she comes into the police station and you're like, why is she wearing that outfit? Oh, yeah, because she wore it in the game and we had to be consistent with the game. But it makes no sense to the situation at all. She's she's a former cop. What is she like? What are you doing? <laughs> Stupid. Um, and Mike Epps is there. LJ. 
because we need another useless character in this movie. Uh, he's the comic. I'm going to put it in air quotes because he's not really that funny. Comic relief. Um, He'll hang out in this movie way too long. Uh, and yeah, she pretty much is like, yeah, this is the undead. Like, well, I told you, I'm told you, you know, I told you, dumbasses. I told all of you pretty much. And then she uh, leaves. And it's just a terrible scene all around. This whole scene in the police station, just awful. Like, the acting is terrible. Like like you were saying, Piggy, uh, Mike Epps, who plays LJ, best actor in this whole thing. Like, he just, he knows how to act. And nobody else does. Um... They replay the scene uh, from the end of one. So you pretty much see Alice uh, getting up from the bed as she's jabbed with like a thousand IVs uh, doing the thing where she she goes out. um, You know, she gets, you know, something to cover herself. And then she walks outside to the desolate streets of Raccoon City. I'm going to say like they say it in the movies because, God, it bothered me so much. Raccoon City. (laughs) Oh, and you see her take a shotgun out of a police car. So remember at the end when we didn't know where she got the shotgun? That's where she got the shotgun. She took it out of a police car. We're, we're she finding took it out of the police car in the first one too. Oh, did she? I missed that. Yeah, completely. I just I was like, where did she get a shotgun from? All right, I guess that happened. I just did not see it. She shat it out. <laughs> um, I need this. <laughs> uh, it's so uh, Raccoon City needs to be evacuated. <laughs> So I really they, hate this. it's just people, Rocking. people getting, you know, trying to get out of the gates and they got to go through, you know, uh, checkpoints and all that stuff to get out. Um, we also see a woman getting chased up a skyscraper by zombies and uh, she gets bit and still gets out. And that's when we get an overhead shot of Carlos Oliveira. Nikolai and a bunch of other people that I don't know their names flying in a helicopter. Uh, Oliveira looks down. He's like, we got to save her. And they're like, what, you, what? what's wrong with you, man? There's like 75 zombies on this roof. And there's this woman who probably was bitten already. What do you mean? He's like, we got to save her. Carlos, you're dumb. I actually like you, but you're dumb in this scene. Stupid. Just keep going. Sorry, lady. And then even when they land, it's like, oh, I've been bitten. And they're like, oh, it's okay. And you're like, no, it's not. It does like she an even, Assassin's Creed freaking dive. Yeah, off she tower. even she even says it. She's like, I'm bitten and I know what happens. I've seen what happens when people get bit. So she was actually smarter than all of these umbrella yeah. soldiers. All these stars soldiers. <sighs> it, are, been no, they, they're not stars, though. It doesn't show that. They are. I do believe they are stars. Because on their uniform, because I know on the uniforms of the guys that die from Nemesis later, this says stars on their uniforms, but the, the these guys have the umbrella logo on them. Yeah, the ones that are like they're part of the so the ones that get killed by the Nemesis later on, those are the elite stars. Those are the ones that like top of the top of that chain of action, and like if anybody could have killed Nemesis, it would have been them. It wouldn't no. like. Okay. No one would have been able to kill them. They, right. they're elite trained specifically for something like this. And then you have okay. your regular stars members, which I do believe is what they are, which is okay. why they just have the umbrella logo. 
they're closer to like police officers okay. like they got no idea what the fuck's going on right? i think well, i was those... confused because they didn't really say i don't remember hearing them say they were stars agents or stars soldiers or whatever the hell they are that's why i was confused because of the fact that the guys in that got destroyed by nemesis like they had the stars patch on them where the other guys just had umbrella and so i was just kind of um, i don't know so, well, another, so much confusion people with the start with the umbrella on them and not the stars uh at the very end uh, as well okay. the ones with the helmets on um yeah so it's okay. it's the tiering system i i do believe i know they don't actually i don't think they actually say what carlos is but no. he does drop in with i'm almost certain those are stars okay I was confused. Shoning, what's up, well, buddy? Those elite ones, the elite stars, if they were meant to kill whatever was coming out, they didn't last very long. They died yeah. in like 15 seconds. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that's how strong Nemesis is. That's mm -hmm. all it is. Show that. I love how the sniper guy just like stares at him like, hey. Okay. So, so uh, trust me, when when Carlos looks down, is like, we got to save this girl. And everybody's like, no, no, no. And then he's like, fuck you. And he ties the rope around him and does like a swan dive out of a helicopter. And it's not a bungee cord. All right. This is just a line. All right. So this dude, when he hits, when that line becomes tall, he is dead. Snaps his, breaks his back or whatever the fuck he's tied to. He's dead. Unbelievable. It's just how bad that stunt was or just how bad that all looked. It just looked stupid. It didn't look badass. He's a stars member. He's oh, my God. Uh, and the, yeah, so they're like, come on, you know, come with us, you know, you'll be fine. She's like, I got bit. I know what happens when you get bit. Like, it's over. And she then just kind of falls over the side of the building. And man, she fell fast. Like, they literally go from, like, she falls, they get to the, the edge of the building in no, probably a second. And she's already, she already hit the ground. That's how well, fast fall, she fell. You fall at 160 miles an hour. That, I don't I still don't think that she would have hit the ground by that point. Like they literally were like right like she did it. Like they were within arm's length of her when she does it. And they get there yeah, and she's and already on the ground. You're like steps, All right. and she's already down. Like you would have seen her <laughs> at least hit. You wouldn't have seen yeah. her just laying there. Yeah. So but yeah, it's I also like that there's no sound. Like, yeah. like just like a human body on the top of like <laughs> And it was a building. She didn't yeah. land on just like the ground ground. Yeah. It was like just a, a smaller building. <laughs> yeah, ten stories lower. And she falls on the roofing of like this little build this little like pop-up portion of the building and there's no sound. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. The volume was down during that time. <laughs> we had a we had anti echo stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like little egg carton stuff. They're like <laughs> So um we're back at the we're back at like the wall, the place where they're evacuating uh citizens of Raccoon City. Uh you say it like that one more time. That's how they say it in the movie. I'm just gonna my... be I I'm just gonna be consistent with the movie. That's how they say it. That's how I'm gonna say it. All right, even though it pissed me off every time I say I'm like, why are they saying it like that? <sighs> um yeah, so you you have Jill, her uh, cop friend Peyton was his Manny. name, right? Yeah, Peyton. His friend. Yeah, Her and friend was yeah, yeah, and was it 
was it uh was he trying to save like a like a a girl or something and that's when oh no no so it was the guy uh with his daughter and he starts to turn but she just thinks he's sick yeah and she's you know and he comes and peyton goes over to kind of to take her away and the the father turns uh and then bites peyton and and then that's when everything goes down so then we got the uh the head, the one of the big umbrella guys. Uh, I call him the Age of Ultron guy because he plays uh, Strucker in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. He's the one who cr- pretty much helps create uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in that movie. But he's just a generic bad guy. He's very good at playing a bad guy. Not really, but yeah, his name is Kane. I did not figure that out to the very end of the movie when they said his name like 10 times. I literally just called him the age of Ultron guy because I could not figure out what his name was. Can I comment really fast on when, yeah. they were, when you meet Peyton and everybody and Jill's like running up to talk to Peyton and all that stuff. Yeah. When that guy start when that guy falls and his daughter is like, no, he's got a heart condition. <laughs> they know what's going on. Yeah. People have already started turning. People are already killing other people. They are zombies. They know that you can't just shoot them and that as soon as you die, you turn. Yeah. Why did they approach him, let alone not just shoot him? Because you got to add something to the movie. You know, you got to add that situation. Peyton gets bit and then we have to deal with that for the next and then we got 25 minutes. After the movie. Yeah. Uh I know what's gonna happen. Uh um yeah, so Umbrella stops the uh, evacuations uh because of this event um and pretty much orders the umbrella soldiers to shoot just everybody. It's like pretty much we're gonna shoot you guys if you try to break through the, the wall here. Uh, but that doesn't happen. They do a countdown, but they actually don't shoot anybody. Um, the uh, so uh, there's a lot of zombies. There is just so many. Uh, and Kane is talking to somebody mysterious on the phone. Uh, do we ever find out who he's talking to? He's talking to some dude on the phone, like a guy that's like higher up than him, because he's pretty high up in Umbrella. He's talking to somebody even higher. I'm guessing it's the other doctor from the end of the movie. That's who I'm feeling it is. I don't is, think they ever show or even let you hear his voice, do they? Is he not no. talking to the guy that's controlling? Because it's not Major Kane that controls Nemesis, is it? Like when they're in that, the guy that's giving the girl orders to program the stuff. No, Kane, I, think Kane's, I think Kane's the one who's giving the orders. Is that, is that Kane? Yeah. It's the guy at the end who controls Alice. Well, Kane kind of controls her and Nemesis until that guy comes in at the end of the movie. Oh my god, just so so much confusion. Um, so Ashford's like, I'm not leaving without my daughter. He's like, Well, we got to get you out of here. He's like, I'm not leaving. So they're like, Okay. Um, so Ashford goes into like a tent, goes on his computer. He's got a tracker. Well, he pretty much just taps in all the cameras that are around the city to try to locate his daughter. Um, finds out that she's in her school. Uh, also finds uh, Alice walking down the street. Uh, that's when Alice goes into um, into a store to get you know some clothes, and oh, she always is, she always has to have an outfit that has like 
that bare spot where she puts the gun holster on her leg. Like she has the jeans, but she had to cut like a chunk of the jeans out to have that holster there. Like, okay. It's a weird design. Um, and she also starts having a reaction because she got infected with, we're guessing is the nemesis, whatever the virus is, the T virus. And she starts having flashbacks because we get a lot of flashbacks in this movie. Uh, but then also Ashford sees Jill Peyton and this news reporter can't remember her name, uh, but it doesn't matter because she's expendable in this movie and she kind of sucks. Uh, but they see those, those three go into a church. They run into this guy who's like, this is my spot. Get out. And he's like throwing his gun around like an idiot. Um, and the Jill then is walking around the church to try to figure out, you know, if anyone's there, she finds a priest. Uh, well, she finds a woman sitting in a chair looking away from the camera. And you always know if there's somebody sitting in a chair looking away from the camera, uh, they're probably not good. But the priest comes in. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And he's, she's like, what are you doing? And then they turn around and uh, it's his sister, right? And she turned into a zombie uh, and she bites him. Uh, and so there's a lot of shooting that happens, which then the news lady is like, I'm getting out of here. And it's like, there's like a hundred zombies outside. Then know you're in the church. The fuck are you going outside for dumbass? Stupid. The amount of dumbassery that happens in this movie is just. So bad. So bad. Corey, you have a great night, man. Thank you for stopping by. See ya, buddy. And so I do have a question. This is one of the things that I, when I was watching, I kind of like hyperfixated on it for a while. I, I won't lie. I missed a lot of the uh, action between them and, and in the church and whatever. Yeah. Um. So the the priest comes in and he's like, my sister, she's sick. And yeah. like, just leave us alone and whatever. And then you find out she's a zombie and like, he's been feeding her. This whole ordeal has only really been going on for like maybe two days. So I'm I'm really curious how there were like um there were news broadcastings going on that were just like on repeat of live people being like people are killing each other and eating each other and it's yeah. it's bonkers outside. And then there's like newspapers that are like everybody's eating each other and this guy has body parts to feed her either he had to start just killing people immediately like as soon as she got bit he was like you know what we're just gonna start going like full-on Dahmer party over here like we're just gonna yep <laughs> take anybody and kill them and feed them to my sister and like she's not even turned yet. She's just like, oh my bite mark. And he's like, yep, gotta murder everybody and get you food. Like it, you know what's really ironic is uh I don't know if well, I know Brett, you haven't watched all but I don't know if you have Piggy, but the The Walking Dead. Yes. So I'm re-watching it and I watched this movie and then I watched an episode of uh The Walking Dead, and it's the episode where the governor 
you see there um he has his daughter and he like yeah so it was like it's ironic that the scene is kind of like the, they're like the same thing and i watched it in like the same day it was it's like this is like the same thing going on but except for one's a sister and one's a daughter yeah it was like it i now see where they got it I'm I'm fairly certain the people who made The Walking Dead just watched a bunch of zombie movies in succession and they were like, you know what, we gotta make a TV show like this. And so it's just a bunch from like everything, just little tidbits here and there from all across yeah, the board. Yeah. yeah. But like Coral. How fast was this man at killing and dismembering people? Yeah, right. <laughs> In a day or so. And it's not like he was very limber, you know? He was like this older man. It's not like he was, you know, some old stars member or something. He was just like this old dude that can. Yeah. I mean, like your next door neighbor. Props to him. 60 years old or so, 50, 60. And like, he just. There's just body parts. And there's body parts that aren't connected to each other. Like, they're definitely not from the same person. So it's just like, you killed how many people? And I know it's supposed to be shocking, but I'm more concerned about the time frame here. <laughs> like, I just can't get over it. Because, like, if one of my friends got bit, it would, like, it would take me a while to find them food. <laughs> you yeah. got to go find a living person for that. Hey, you can't just be, like, dragging, like, dead zombies back. It's, just, that, that, it's not good meat, you know? It's not good meat. Yeah. It's gone stale. I mean, she even said, she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah. This is messed up. On the flip uh, side of that, maybe he already had that, had all of that meat. Maybe he already had all those bodies. Maybe he was a serial killer priest and maybe, we just didn't know it. Maybe it was, maybe it was all the people that were going to church that day. <laughs> we just like killed them all and dragged them in there. This is all for God. Going. <laughs> I, mean, I just wanted to point out that there was like a really short time frame right there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so after they, uh, after the news lady tries to go outside like a dumbass and they reshut the door, um, that's when you see like silhouette of like something jumping around and you're like, Oh, what do we got here? But it's a liquor and it's a better looking liquor than in the first one. And I was like, well, thank God. Cause boy, did that one look bad? Um, the dumb guy that they find in the church, he runs away. He's all by himself, and he runs into one of the liquors. It wraps the tongue around his uh, around his neck and just destroys him. Uh, Jill then uh, comes in contact with, with uh, one of the liquors, probably the same liquor that killed the guy, uh, and she finds the gun under a pew, and man, is it a... She has a real hard time reaching for this gun. And she's not even being attacked by the liquor. So I would understand if like the liquor like wrapped its tongue around her leg and was like pulling her away and she's trying to reach. No, she is just trying to reach for. Listen, uh, you're not a very uh, big woman. You should be easily able to slide your whole body under that pew. But you were reaching like it was a mile away. Like, ah, I can't. And then it was like barely gets it really good. Um. And then you find out there's three liquors, which is just okay. That's cool. Um, and then Alice comes in epically, crash or crashing through the uh, stained glass window with her motorcycle. She literally single handedly takes out all the liquors by herself. And then immediately after she does it, 
Fucking Jill walks up. She's like, who the fuck are you? And I'd be like, bitch, I'm the one just saved your ass. Fuck you. Where get out of here. Find this motorcycle, by the way. I mean, it's a zombie apocalypse. There's probably a motorcycle chilling somewhere. She A beautiful one like that just sitting around? I guess so. The last time I saw her, she was in a she was naked with a shotgun. And now she's has a really nice suit and a freaking motorcycle. Was it a really nice suit? It was it was literally like a, a tank top with like Whoa. a with nice like a fishnet shirt over. jeans. Yeah. Listen, it was a lot better than her gown that she had in Oh yeah, yeah, that thing was it was so literally two sheets of paper. paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like she got stuck in a printer. Um <laughs> But oh. but yeah, the, the liquor kills were actually pretty cool. Like she goes through the window. I think she throws like a satchel of grenades on one of the liquors. And then she does like the cool slow-mo sh- gunshot, which I bitched a lot about no, slow-mo no. shots she, last week. She crashes She crashes the bike into it and then shoots the gas tank. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. She back does a cool backflip and then it drives up the liquor. Yeah, was, and then she, yeah. And then she, <laughs> yeah, and then she shoots... She shoots at the the gas tank with the slow-mo bullet kind of spinning and it hits. Didn't mind that slow-mo shot. I hate slow-mo shots, but that that wasn't terrible. Um then uh then we get then we have to go back and hang out with LJ because why not? And he talks about and he hits a zombie, had says some stupid GTA thing. GTA kill 10 points. I'm like, uh and then gets distracted by zombie boobies. Literally three topless zombies walking or stumbling down the street. And that man is just gawking and then crashes his car. In his defense, they were nice, but also <laughs> it's a zombie apocalypse, sir. <laughs> Are you, you, need, the you sir? still Are you need movies and zombie apocalypse? <laughs> LJ, like he, oh, okay. he needs to calm himself and just get out of there. Like, you just gotta go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, he's gotta go get those boobies. So, yeah, yeah so, gotta get some zombie boobies. Yeah, so we needed we needed that whole scene. That was pointless. Have, but we couldn't afford a whole lot of Mila, Mila topless, so we had to yeah. do with other had actresses. To, they had to find some bustier ones, and it's like, all right. Yeah. But they gotta be zombies. We gotta make this classy. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh then we go back to Carlos, uh Nikolai, and other guys that are in this group. Uh they're shooting a bunch of zombies that are swarming them. Uh then he shoots a bunch of zombies, but not before his friend does his friend get bit or does it like something hit him or something? One of the ones that he's like dragging into that building. Nikolai, uh, Nikolai's friend gets bit. The blonde guy, I think he was blonde. Yeah, I don't uh, remember his name. Yeah, so he he was like standing next to a truck and he's like, burrap, burrap, just like taking out all these zombies. And then one of them falls out of the truck because apparently being locked in a truck by yourself with no way in and or out other than breaking down the door uh, gets you turned into a zombie. So, um... He fell on top of him and he like right as the zombie gets like a little like he had like a throwing knife and he gets it like right in the forehead. Just before that happens, of course, Nikolai's friend gets bit. Yeah. 
And then he's like, have this grenade for two and a half zombies. I know there's 50 in front of him. He throws it to the right where there's two. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Um, you had one job. So, yeah. So Ashford is watching everything happening. He's got everything up on his computer. He's seeing everything that's happening between these three groups. Well, now it's two groups and I guess LJ. So I guess three, but whatever. Uh, then we get a really pointless a shot of a raccoon I'm going to say it on on purpose a raccoon city police department like a a, a policeman's helmet and you get the reflection of the zombie like going up close to it why did we need this shot why zombies yeah okay cool Um, and uh, so Jill Alice Peyton and news lady uh, they're running through the cemetery uh, and the zombies are coming up. They're rising from the dead. What the fuck is this logic? Why oh, are these? Why are they rising from the dead? This is not so, makes no sense. So we were talking about this because um, this is when they're they're in the uh, thing, the thing, right? The, the cemetery. Graveyard? Yeah, they're yeah, in the cemetery. They're... Yeah. Yeah. So this part. Part of the reason they put that in there was because this was the most beloved part of, I do believe, Resident Evil 2. Um, There is a graveyard and there are a couple zombies in the game. But, but, the zombies are not from the graves. And so, the people I was watching this with, we were talking about it. And I was like, okay, first of all, for those of you who may not know, embalming. If you embalm a body, it lasts for roughly like three or four months before it begins decomposing and decomposing it like the decomposition is super slow. It's a very slow process because it's to preserve things, right? Um, so it takes roughly about a year for a body to get to the point of decomp with embalming uh, fluid in it. And this is this is give or take. It depends on like how hot everything is. Do they hit permafrost? There's a bunch of specifics, so we're just going to go for a year. In about a year, you have decomposed so bad that you cannot physically move. You will not have the muscle mass to be able to move, even if this were a case. Even if this was a thing that would happen. Now, also, the T-virus is now airborne, which means it would have to rain in order to get into the ground. So into their casket? Yes, and then into their casket. So, one, why is Raccoon City got so many less than a year old dead bodies? And two, when did it rain? <laughs> how did they uh. how did they get inside of them? They don't breathe anymore, so they literally have to have the wetness on them. <laughs> I literally I see this scene and I was like, the logic makes no fucking sense. They just need they needed to add another fight scene or another yeah. interaction with the, this main core and zombies, and it's just stupid. Um we get a really dizzying camera shots as Jill and Alice are fighting the zombies. This is one of the few times where you get these fight scenes where it literally it's jumping so fast between them fighting, you don't know what the fuck is going on. You literally don't. Yeah, I literally there was this it was either this one or the next one we see where I physically was like I had to look away for a second because it was just so dizzying stop doing this filmmakers if you're gonna do a fucking fight scene zoom out a little bit and just have them fight 
do like some yeah. sort of like not full aerial, but like slightly off so you can see everything happening in one frame and not 75 frames. Stop it. It's bad. I understand this movie came out in 2004, but God, this is awful. <laughs> and then we get a it's zoom rough. up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, just... it's rough. <laughs> and we get a really cool zoom in shot on a gravestone that just says rest in peace. And you're like, okay, <laughs> thank you. Uh, then Kane, he goes activate nemesis and you get the shot of nemesis lying on the table and his, the computer showing his vitals and all that. And yeah, we're going to see nemesis soon. Um, we got a, we have, um, Carlos Nikolai and injured guy, uh, going to, I believe, I don't know if it's a hospital or if it's an umbrella facility. I don't know what it is. Where, how did they get there? I don't, I don't know. Like, they were is, just carrying him. Have, like, so it shows where the nemesis is all like connected and hooked up and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And like, spoiler alert, but at the end of the movie, it pans out and it shows you the city. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> did they just have like this super important bioweapons sitting in the middle of Raccoon City, just chilling while zombies just come out of nowhere? I guess and so. And just like riggedy wreck the day? <laughs> How did they get Nemesis there in the first place? Uh, I, so many, so many questions. I feel we're never going to get an well, answer. Well, wasn't to. wasn't Nemesis already in the facility at the end of the first one? No, because doesn't Matt turn into Nemesis? Yeah, and they snatch him up, and they're like, put him in the Nemesis program, and it shows them pulling them out, pulling him out so, of the so the, I think the mansion, which is at the outskirts of raccoon city like way out there so just just to give them maybe a little credit because i i don't have any more um what if they transported before the second one started like as he's still human they could have drank because then it wouldn't be a sketchy because he wouldn't look like nemesis yeah he would just look like a human with a messed up arm still doesn't I don't know. I like. I'm trying. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help these terrible writers out, but I, it's not. More logic. We won't know. We don't know anything about. I just don't fuck with this. What is this movie? It's just we have no idea, and we're never going to. Nope. I was so trying have... real hard. <laughs> like, so <you> have it... <laughs> still no idea why they have this like multi-billion-dollar bioweapon in the middle of a gigantic city in yep. in a place where obviously people can just walk their little booties right in there. So, just... so what is the point? So was the point of Nemesis just to eliminate people that were going to try to stop Umbrella? Um, so Nemesis was kind of like in the movies, he's an accident. Like he, so Matt gets transformed and he has a really, really weird reaction when he gets the vaccine. Um, so they put him into the Nemesis program because his body doesn't fully reject, but it also doesn't fully accept, uh, right. like Mila's body does the T virus, which is why he starts getting like the wooblies out of his shoulder and stuff like that. And he kind of gets like all those weird tubes in his face starts melting and whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so the nemesis is a tyrant, uh, which is from the T-virus. The T-virus is the tyrant virus. And um, yeah. 
he so his body doesn't fully like i said reject or accept and he ends up transforming he is controllable though and so what he was supposed to be to do i think his job was supposed to be cleanup crew i think his job was supposed to be like he's supposed to come in and kill all the zombies before they start killing the rest of the city. But he wasn't ready. Uh, And like, so was it three weeks? No, it wasn't three weeks in the beginning of the movie. Like they don't, how long was it? How long between the first and the second movie was there? It's, it's with within a few days. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't know how long from when they take Alice out of the mansion and she wakes up at the end of one. I don't know the time. They don't tell you the time frame yeah. between those those scenes. It's got to be weeks, I'm guessing. I would assume it's weeks, but also I would assume it's just days. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it, again, don't Who tell knows? us, don't tell us shit. Just, <laughs> just figure it out yourself or just come up with your own narrative. I don't know. Thank you. Paul Anderson for these lovely movies. Uh, so yeah, so they go to whatever the fuck this building is um, because I see an umbrella a helicopter carrying two boxes. The boxes get dropped in this building. Um, they go, to, they see the helicopter fly away. They're like, what the fuck? Come back. They go in. The cases are empty. And they're like, what the hell is this? Is this for us? And like, well, no, it doesn't look like it's for us because there were two weapon cases that were completely empty. Um, so the injured soldier, he gets, he turns, he bites Carlos, uh, and then we cut to, um, a cow, some cowboy dudes, cowboy snipers sit on top of, uh, a building. I don't know what it, what it is. I don't think it might be like a restaurant, but he's sitting in between like there's giant letters on top and he's kind of propped in between one. Um, and yes, well, guess who's here? LJ's back. Uh, and well, he starts sniping at zombies and then LJ's trying to break into a car and he pretty much, uh, you think he's going to shoot LJ, but he actually shoots a zombie that's behind him. Cool. Um, LJ then goes in, it's a bunch of stars agents. Uh, and then the sniper is standing or sitting on top of the building. He, uh, sees nemesis for the first time. And boy, is this boy big. And he puts a couple rounds into him. And with a 50 cal, uh, it does some damage, but it doesn't do shit to Nemesis. And he's like, what the fuck is that? And then we get Nemesis whipping out a minigun and just goes to town on all of these agents. He shoots the rocket. Oh, he shoots the rocket up on the cowboy guy. Right. Um, But you really don't get a clarification whether or not he died. But you kind of just assume he died. Uh, and then he whips out a minigun and just completely destroys everybody in the building. Um, he says his one word. Yeah, stars. His one word of glory. And, and every he time he... Sh- one important person. Yes, LJ, thank you. Now, uh, granted, he's controlled. There's yeah. no way in hell you're going to spray a minigun like that and not hit one person that's the guy who's standing in the, in the middle. middle. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I do not care. Like, Nemesis has got some pinpoint accuracy. That's all I got to say. 
So yeah, so he doesn't kill LJ because LJ is just a civilian and that is not what he's meant to do. He pretty much, he had a gun in his hand, then he drops the gun and so it's like, well, not a threat. Gotta go. See you later, buddy. I'll see you in 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, my, my nose, why is Nemesis even here? What the fuck is happening so much for stars? <laughs> because I didn't know the other guys were stars agents either. So that was my like, oh, okay. Well, the stars are already gone. Cool. Yeah. Um, the Jill, I just put in here, the Jill actress is just not good in this movie. And she every time she talks, she's like, she tries so hard to be a badass. And to me, she's not. She's not she's not Michelle Rodriguez, all right? She's not. Stop it. Uh Ashford makes a deal with Alice to save his daughter. Um pretty much you save my daughter and I will get you out of the city. Uh and then tells them that, "Oh, yeah, Umbrella's going to drop a nuke on the city." And they're like, "What the fuck?" Uh and then we get the scene on the bridge where they're all the they're all trying to cross it, and Alice is like, "There's something out there." Everybody's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" There's nothing out there. Like it's just like mist in like a tunnel, and she's like, "There's something down there," and then Nemesis just comes out of the shadows, and she's like, "I gotta fight him," and so she she jumps off the bridge. Does she jump off the bridge and then Nemesis starts shooting up the bridge? She so he shoots at the bridge. Which is where Peyton gets, he dies. He yeah, he gets laid down to rest. Um and then Jill decides that she absolutely has to avenge him against this minigun with her tiny little Glock. And um yep. she's Makes like sense. screaming and crying. And the news lady is just like screaming, and that's when Alice is like you like just go get out of here like you're just go on and get take your pudding with you and um <laughs> she that's when she like jumps over jumps more more just like floats i i despise when people in like action movies have to jump over things and they just like don't touch the railings and they just kind of like like they yeah. don't touch anything they just float yeah. mm, eat it eat mm. it so much like when she does the backflip in the beginning of the movie where she just kind of like oh lifts up and then yeah. like spins backwards yeah couldn't she have like held onto the handlebars and like stood up with one foot on the seat and pretended to jump backwards no no had to float um yeah. anyways that's my criticism for that <laughs> one now too um but yeah, and then she jumps down, and that's when Nemesis is like, and she's like, little tiny pistols. Yep. And then she runs away. But damn, she can jump like a jackrabbit. She's just leaping right. everywhere like a lemur. Just yeah. what the fuck? She, like, All right. she, she jumps like 15 feet in the air. She just yeah. like, whoop, right yeah. over the fence. Yep. And lands on a police cruiser, and then she looks back. And in the time of him firing that, she manages to jump forward another, like, 10, 15 feet, just, like, whoo, right off the car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you find out later she's, like, superhuman. So. 
I just it makes sense at that point. It didn't make sense here. I'm like, what the fuck? How? What is happening? It just what? well, I mean, it kind of makes sense because you got the wobblies in her arm, like under the skin, which I hate. Hate that. Yeah. Um, rather have the armpit worms than the wobblies, but I just still, even knowing she's infected, like okay, you're super. It's not going to make you fly. (laughs) In this movie, it did. Uh, So so Nemesis and Alice fight. Uh, They're in a building uh, and she's going down the hallway and like he whips out his rocket launcher. Uh, She like shoots a below a garbage chute. She shoots the wall below it so she can slide into that chute and then has to use the top of the go- of the trash can or whatever the hell was there. She like, as t- he sh- she like tips it over. She tips over the dumpster yeah. so that the dumpster faces. Yeah, because a rocket launcher hitting a dumpster is going to do nothing to the dumpster. That's how strong a dumpster is, ladies and gentlemen. You want to protect yourself from a rocket launcher, just buy a dumpster. All right. Why don't we have this technology? Why aren't we using this? I know. Why do we use tanks when we could just roll around in dumpsters? Uh, <laughs> we then go back to the bridge where Jill is trying to hotwire a truck. Uh, and then the news lady comes in. She's like, I'm sorry about your friend. And she's like, <laughs> it's she okay. And she's, and yeah. She's, yeah. And then Peyton's like, nah. Yeah. And then right zombie Peyton comes up, tries to bite yeah. Jill. Uh, Jill shoots him. She hesitates because, yes, hesitate killing zombie, your friend. Because we He's are emotionally attached to Peyton yep. and yep. Jill, despite the fact of murdering a bunch of people in her previous precinct as well as like police officers and civilians alike and being like, you have to kill them first. She yep. has a problem right now. Yep. <laughs> LJ then joins the group because, again, we needed him in this movie. Uh, And then we go to the school and we get a nice shot of the van that's parked outside the Raccoon City Police Department van that's parked outside the school that has the crates that are torn open. So you're like, ooh, more zombie pooches. Yeah. Um, Oliveira or Carlos is at the school too. And so that means it's party time because, uh, Carlos also got a call from Ashford to go try to help get his daughter back. Pretty much Ashford's just calling everybody he sees and like, hey, can you find my daughter? Can you find my daughter? I just need somebody to get my daughter. Um, so everybody splits up uh, because we all know that's a great idea. Um, everybody takes a, a floor of the school uh, and the news lady is walking around the school and she finds she goes into a classroom and there's a little girl sitting on the floor with her back against the the girl and you're like, this isn't good. What are you doing? She goes up. She's talking to it like she's not a zombie and touches her and the girl turns around. She's got a fucking arm in her, in her hands and you're like, oh shit. And then like 50 students, zombie kids come out of nowhere. They drag the news lady away surround her and she gone. Uh, and Jill finds Angela, which is Ashford's daughter. Uh, and she has a very 
awkward conversation with her as they're like walking away like just so many weird things being said and i'm like you mean it's not normal to be like, wow, you have such an adult name for a child. And she's like, all my friends call me Angie. Oh. <laughs> like, and the fact that like Angie was like, I'm not a kid. And it's like. She sounds like the Red Queen. She is who the Red Queen was modeled after. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, she is not only the hologram actress but she is also like she is who the red queen is supposed to be her dad was the one who made the computer system and he was the one who um like well i mean i guess we'll get to that but yeah her dad made the computer system but we'll get to the rest of it it's spoilers for the next five minutes <laughs> yay um so the zombie pooches are back nikolai uh nikolai comes out of nowhere and just starts hitting headshot after headshot on all these pooches um, but, but then a couple of those pooches said it's time for a Nikolai snack and they attack Nikolai and now he's out of the movie. That was a long period of time. Um, we then, uh, we get a lunch, is uh, it a lunch lady? What? Lunch lady neck snap? I don't know what that note is. Yeah, it was it was the lunch lady. So oh, okay. Jill, Jill oh, she calls Andrew, out from the thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you on yeah. this one. Like, I, um, I see my note. I'm like, what the fuck is a lunch lady? Like, <laughs> I so like Jill and Angie are like crawling around because they're like, what's out there? More yep. zombies, and they don't know that there's dogs, or maybe they see the dogs. I didn't see that part, and they're like crawling around. And then the zombie, who coincidentally is being very quiet. It's really nice that she was so quiet. Because she's like, mm, just like the most quiet, like, moan. Yeah. And she's like coming after Jill. And Jill's like, like snaps the <laughs> like, fumbles and hesitates for a second. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, we'll take so it. So this scene kind of like, I feel like it's some sort of throwback to the, the raptor scene in Jurassic Park. It kind of has that similar feel to it. Just them being in the kitchen and they're being stalked by the dogs. Um, I mean, it was it's very small, but I was like, oh, it's a cool callback, even if it's not, you know, if that wasn't their intention. Uh, so, yeah. And then we get some fiery pooches. Um, they the. Jill turns on all of the, the burners on the stoves and she's going to throw a match in there. But before the match can hit the before the match can actually hit the kitchen, it goes out. Oh, no, the dogs are coming. But Alice is like, fuck you. I smoke. Flicks her lit cigarette into the room, blows everything up. Smoking's bad, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Once again, <laughs> not even like not in the previous movie and not in this. No. Okay. Just the one time she's like, I'm so stressed, I need a smoke. <laughs> yeah. Fuck these zombies. And then she gets saved by a space blanket. Yes. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, she rips the space blanket out of the fucking box that was right outside and like perfectly shields her and Angela uh as the fire hits her. But Jill gets fucking flung across the room. <laughs> Bye, Jill. <laughs> she's still alive, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. Like, why? Yeah. So then we find out that uh, Angela has been uh, 
she's pretty much been experimented on because she has a debilitating disease uh, that pretty much would put her in a wheelchair and pretty much made, it was kind of like uh, um, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, sort of. This kind of I'm taking it. It's what her father has. I think so. Um, and he was trying to. He's pretty much uh, inject injecting her with the T virus to try to save her uh, from having to, you know, so go through was, all that. He was injecting just enough to heal or to stop her from having to be in a wheelchair. So pretty much, it was healing her body, and then he would inject enough vaccine so she wouldn't become. So she wouldn't he was become, like, yeah. like she wouldn't. He was like, he was doing like, he, yeah. So he was doing like just enough dose of each so that she could her it would heal her body enough where she would be able to walk and do all this stuff, but it wouldn't turn her into a zombie. And then that went sour. Are we going to yeah. talk about the fact that she had instead of a lunch, she just had a box of ant like of the anti serum? Yeah. Who needs lunch? That's Thanks, for Dad. the lunch lady to. Take Thanks, care. Dad. No I mean, I can't eat. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, you can give me these to, you know, I can, I can do this to continue my treatment. But you know, I, I do like to eat real food. You know. Thanks, Dad. At home, but no, instead you send it with your daughter to school in middle school. Like, do you know how rude kids are? <laughs> Listen, he's rich, so yeah, he, he like, can afford school lunch double if she wanted it. Okay, so lunch is taken care of, but what if the kids steal her lunch box and they're like, why well, do you then, have a lunch box if you never bring lunch? And then they just um, steal it and they take it home. And now these kids have some weird injectable that well, they're then, just taking home. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she should have like a paraprofessional, like, like a STARS member, like walking around with her. I just, I have a lot of questions, okay? I just have a lot. I don't even think they're worth asking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you find out all that plus you find out that alice is infected but you kind of figure that out um in a few scenes before um she was um she's also been injected with the t-virus but her body uh pretty much can handle it better so she doesn't mutate like matt did when he becomes nemesis like it, i do like that they show shots of of Matt like in the middle of transforming into Nemesis like it was you know you see him for who he is um as Matt and then as he's slowly becoming Nemesis you see like he still looks like Matt but he's got the the really like the lip is starting to disappear like the he's starting to get that look I I thought that was cool um but yay for all of this um uh oh Ashford got caught by uh Kane and uh Alice gives uh, Carlos the uh, antivirus because of, if you don't remember, he got bit earlier in the movie and he needs to be in movies in the future. So he can't die yet. Uh, and then we get a scene where they're trying to sneak into. They're trying to sneak into a facility. How the fuck does Alice get in the top of this building so fast? Yeah. What the hell? Like, and it's, <laughs> It's like a, I'd say like a 20 story building. Yeah. You can and like, jump they're really just high. Walk, they're just walking in through the door and suddenly she's up at the top. Yeah. She can float. She just had to knock out that. She just had to take out that one guy and then she has to tie herself to a rope and then do the weirdest wall run 
ever. Did you see her feet the... never touch the building? <laughs> yeah. Was she was just she was just running on air. I'm like, why are you even running? Might as well just float down. I when mean... they did when they when they did the editing for this, they didn't the the guy editing, he was he was really he had to squint to make try to get her feet as close to the building as possible and he still failed. Yeah. She just looks like she's running on nothing. But wow, what a scene that was. Uh the sound design is so bad when she's fighting these these soldiers. It's like she's punching them, and then the punch sound comes five seconds after she punches them, and you're like, "What? Who is it's drunk right now?" It's like an old right movie now? where it has the words coming. Like kapow. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, I do have to say though, the music, like the like the the soundtrack for this movie that plays during pretty much the entire movie, is not nearly as bad as as it was in one. It wasn't as like in your face. This doesn't. This is an early two thousands action movie. It, I didn't just, buy it, it. No, it was it was fine. Uh, but this sound design in this just this part was the worst. Like you couldn't match the her hitting the guy with the punch sound. Uh, it was terrible. Uh. So yeah. So they all get to a certain spot and they run into Kane and Nemesis. Oh no. Um, oh, it's, oh yeah, they actually, they get to the top because Ashford tells them about a helicopter. They get to that spot. They get on the helicopter. They're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And then you find out that Kane's on the plane and he captures them all and he's got them all tied up. And pretty much he tells Alice, you need to fight Nemesis. Like, this is what you guys were created to do. You were created to fight. And that's what you're going to do. And she's like, I'm not Sorry, go ahead. That out of nowhere, this turned into Mortal Kombat at the end of yep. the movie. <laughs> well, I think pretty much this was... Doesn't he say something in the movie about how like this is the test to see which one is the better it's superior. soul flick? Yeah. The one, one yeah. for them to use. Which Alice is superior. This whole fight shows <laughs> that she is so superior. I know. I wish takes- they put a thing. I wish <laughs> they put a scene where they were just... And then it just said, ready fight yeah and they have like a a life bar over their head (laughs) but yeah she gets like 17 punches in before he even swings his arm i was like wow this fight scene's great um but she's like no i don't want to fight him you know she knows it's matt or does she know it's matt or she know it's matt after he impales himself or she impales him uh, she's just like she doesn't want to fight him she just she, doesn't want to play this dude's game. She's well, just she, like, she, she, get wrecked. I'm she knows it's uh, she knows it's Matt when she looks into his eye, like after yes. she he impale when she impales him yeah. on that piece of uh, bar, whatever bar that he yeah. pulled because he just, yeah. he wanted a weapon because yep. he was too slow to just beat her with his hands. Yep. Um. So yeah, she says no, and Kane's like, "All right," and shoots Ashford. Right in the head. Uh, and, you know, his daughter's crying over him, and she's like, you piece of shit. So, they fight. And again, why the fuck do you have to cut so many times and so fucking fast that I can't see what the fuck is happening? I don't know what's going on. No, Stop you Stop cutting so fast. You don't need to know oh. what's happening. So then we get a sword fight. Uh, Nemesis pull, like we said, he pulls a piece of bar off of uh, a, a structure there. 
Um, and Kane throws Alice some swords. Okay. And they have a sword fight. And Alice is pretty much, I mean, she's, she's owning in this fight. Like, I don't think Nemesis has really gotten anything on her throughout this fight. Um, and when Nemesis pulled the bar down and ripped it off, he made a nice sharp bar that he could easily just back into and impale himself on. And pretty much that's what he does. Uh, and when he gets impaled, Alice looks into his eye and she realizes oh, it's Matt. Oh no. And so she's yeah. like, yeah. And then she's, she's done fighting. Um, and she pretty much tells Kane that he's a piece of shit. Um, and Nemesis remembers Alice and kind of remembers who he is, I guess. I don't know. And Nemesis becomes a good guy now. Yeah. Now, now Nemesis is the good guy and him's friend. Yeah. And you know, just yep. normal stuff, right? That's yep. how this works. So Kane runs back onto the helicopter. He's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And LJ turns around. And he's like, well, I know how, what does he say? He says something like, uh, the last thing I drove was a Cadillac or I I'm used to driving a Cadillac or something like that. Um, yeah. Alice is in a room with a lot of windows. Don't know where that came from. Uh, and she starts running as the helicopter shoots all the bullets and we get the cool thing where she's slightly ahead of him and all the glasses. Yeah. I just want to say that this helicopter pilot should be fired <laughs> because it, the fact that you can't adjust about a foot just to make sure you the bullets hit her. It's just a perfect trail right behind her. Yep. Uh, I, then... <laughs> I also like that this is part where like they were they would pan away and she was running and then pan away and running and pan away and running because like it just wasn't enough action. Yep. <laughs> Watching her just run. <laughs> yep. Uh where am I? Oh, uh then she gets to the end of the hallway and there's a couple of uh soldiers there. And they're like, put down your weapon. And then she goes to drop her gun, but then is it like does a cool drop shot where she catches the gun and like gets three bullets off before not a single one of them can shoot at her. What? Yeah, they should be fired. Well, now they're dead, so I guess they all these guys fired. suck. Got some real dumbasses to be these uh soldiers. Um there's a helicopter flying away or the helicopter that's shooting at them. Uh, Nemesis comes out of nowhere with his rocket launcher. He shoots the helicopter, but then the helicopter uh, hits him. And part of the helicopter hits Alice, and she probably should have been dead, but she's not, because we need her for four more movies. Uh, Alice... She's superhuman. Yeah, so Alice uh, gets on the helicopter uh, after she's woken up by... I think Angela wakes her up or goes over to her body. Was it Angela who goes over and is like, wake up? As she's like, should have been dead. Uh, uh, and she looks over and Nemesis is pinned under the helicopter, so he's done. Uh, she gets on the helicopter. She threatens Kane um, and uh, ends up throwing him off the helicopter. And irony, uh, Ashford zombie uh, is the one to bite him first. Uh, question, though, and my wife was the one who actually... Uh, stated this when we were watching the movie uh so when you become a zombie doesn't it regenerate yourself so you can so like he couldn't walk wouldn't he be able to walk as a zombie he would be able to so theoretically he would be able to but it would take time because he has to actually regain the okay. like he has to remake 
the uh, the cells. And I do believe that regeneration only exists in living tissue. Once it's died, it's just reanimation. So okay. you can keep using them. So if you didn't have the muscle mass prior, you wouldn't have the muscle mass after. All right. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Because he crawls over to bite him when he's on the ground. Yeah. And then he gets eaten by all the other zombies. Um, I know so it's yeah. really the whole movie. He's like, everybody's like, we're using it for regeneration and Angie, and that's this big giant plot point, yep. and it causes regeneration. And then once it like, and it's like, no, actually, scientifically, he can't. And it's like, hmm, nice oh. change there. Okay. <laughs> uh, a missile then gets shot over the city, uh, and it's it's a missile that doesn't have to hit the ground. It literally. It explodes above the city, which I get. Is this a callback to one of the games? Is this what happens yeah. at the end of RE3? So I guess that's yeah. I, I was I've yeah, never seen most, a missile like that, but most bombs don't explode on the ground. They blow before they hit the ground because it yeah, covers I mean, more. It covers more area. Detonation. Like okay. atomic bombs don't ever hit the ground. I feel like they do. They, uh, they no, they they blow like it's like a hundred or two hundred feet above, and then it's the shock wave and everything that destroys everything. I have to look that up. I don't know if I believe you. I'm uh, look it up right now. Just so yeah. So uh, after the explosion happens, Alice is impaled because um, she's shielding um, everybody in the helicopter. The helicopter crashes, and uh, Umbrella shows up. Yeah, the umbrella shows up to the crash site, and there's a body under a sheet. Who is that body? <gasps> it's Alice. Hey, please, is she please dead? pause. Ready? Nuclear. The airburst is usually detonated between 100 to 100 or 100 to 1,000 meters, or 330 to 3,280 feet above the hypo center to allow the shockwave of the fission and or fusion-driven explosion to bounce off the ground and back into itself, creating a shockwave that is more forceful than one from a detonation at ground level. All right. Well, there you go. I said I was going to look it up. Uh, so we get a false report about everything that happens in uh, Raccoon City. Pretty much at first, they were, they were pretty much point. They had the video of... Uh, Alice pretty much calling uh, Umbrella out, saying what they were doing, and then Umbrella pretty much paid off all the news networks to pretty much lie about it, saying it was a pretty much a nuclear um, a nuclear power plant collapsed and caused all this shit to happen. Uh, so pretty much, Carlos and Jill Valentine are uh, fugitives. They are wanted for lying about what happened. Um, then we see that Alice is not dead. She's in a tank in a facility. <gasps> She's new too. Yes. <laughs> it's just because if, if, if you've seen Mila naked once, you're going to see her many more times. Naked. Uh, she, yeah, if you find out she's like superhuman, um, they let her out of this, uh, out of her tank. Uh, she can't remember shit, or at least she pretends like she can't remember shit. 
and she then remembers and is pissed off about it. She's like, I know my name and I know you're a piece of shit. And then she goes crazy and pretty much murks everybody in the, uh, in the lab. And I guess uh, Alice has telekinetic powers because she kills a security guy watching her on the cams. She literally just looks up at the camera and then the dude's like bleeding from the fucking (laughs) bleeding from his eyes. Poppy, hello. Rudy, what's up? And hanging out and she's like, oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Jill, Jill, Carlos and LJ. Uh, pretty much pretend to be uh, umbrella employees to rescue Alice. And you're like, oh, ever the band's getting back together. Yay. And then the scary scientist who uh, is the one who worked with Kane t- during for the Nemesis program, uh, he pretty much was like, let her go. Just let her go. But we're going to activate her. And when she gets activated, an umbrella symbol forms in her eye. And oh, no, what's going to happen now? wait, you got to wait till the next goddamn movie to figure this shit out. And then we end on a kill switch engage song, which I actually enjoyed. I was like, thank fucking God. They ended with a good song. Um, and then a, a weird post credit thing pops up where it's like, it show it says resident evil apocalypse. And then the talking about umbrella and you're like, what? Okay. And then that's it. That, yeah. They have the advertisement for umbrella because so in this world, um, in this this timeline of Resident Evil, Umbrella Corporation, which is actually semi-true for the games as well, just not to the same extent as the movies, um, you find out that Umbrella Corporation is actually like this huge corporation. It's almost like on par with... Um, I, I would say it's really close to being on par with size-wise, close to Amazon. But in what they show that they do, it would be closer to like L'Oreal, where they they make um they help with fertility issues and stuff like that. And like that's their main thing, which is why the commercial was just like Umbrella Corporation, where we where what was it like uh where life comes first or something like that. Yeah. And um it's because they they primarily focus on like fertility and stuff like that, and um, which makes you really be like, mm, that's sketchy. But then they also do like makeup products, and they do like face creams, and they also do medical supplies on top of that. And so it's like they have this huge giant market out there, and then secretly. They're underground doing all this crazy ass testing. And um, so it's like they they tried to show you the flip side of Umbrella Corporation at the end of this movie, which makes you kind of like question what's going on. But it was really, really out of place. I would have liked more so along the lines of like. Before you find out in the first movie that it's Umbrella that we would have had this this kind of advertisement and have it be like a TV commercial that someone was watching or something. Yeah. And like, Umbrella, your life comes first or something and just have, like, show the little commercial where they're like, come to our clinics, blah, blah, blah. We have this new testing product and whatever. And like, 
that would have been nice. More like Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that is pretty much what they do in this in the in this universe. And um yeah. And the fact that that scientist is just like let her go. You sure? She <laughs> really? Hmm. Hmm. No one in these um, movies are smart, so it's not surprising. If they had even just so much as read, like the, if they had gone on and read the Cliff Notes Wikipedia on Resident Evil, they would have been able to make such so much better movies. Had they just read like a very short TLDR of like what the story is in Resident Evil games, these movies could have been a bajillion times better. We're only two in. Like, <sighs> I want to throw up. <sighs> so I guess Claire Redfield was supposed to be in this movie, but uh, the actress uh, who they had in mind to play her uh, dropped out before production. So. Um... God, and then they were, and then, yeah. yeah, and then they, and then they got an actress to replace her, uh, and she then dropped out. Uh, so they just scrapped it for this movie, but, uh, Claire Redfield would eventually show up in, uh, the next film, which we will be talking about next week. Um, performed by, uh, played by Final Destinations, Ali Larder, which yeah. she, she's fine. I don't remember how she is in in these movies, but uh, I, I don't I don't dislike her. Um, oh, I uh, the Ashfords were named after the Ashfords from the games, but unlike the Ashfords in this movie, who are kind of sympathetic characters, uh, the characters the Ashfords in the games are villains. They they bad. They're real bad people. The the Ashfords are. Uh, and I think we talked about last week um, the when uh, Alice comes out of the facility and she's walking down the desolate streets of Raccoon City and we get the paper that says the dead walk is actually a reference to uh, Day of the Dead, not Dawn or not Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Rudy. Uh, Rudy made the same comment that I did earlier. Is it bad? My favorite character of all these movies is LJ is wait, is he in more? Is he in other Resident Evil movies? <gasps> oh no. I hope he the only consistent oh, like, no. character. I love it. Oh, this I is... love LJ. I think he's Yikes. the best. I listen, like the I said before, is... Mike Epps is hilarious. Uh it, it he's I believe he was in the Friday films. Rudy, you would know. Um, I think you would know. I think we've talked about the Friday movies. I've never seen him, but I know he's in a lot of those uh, in a lot of those similar movies. Um, he's hilarious. It just it, I, don't, I don't we didn't need him. But whatever. This movie sucks anyways. So I guess See, who cares? I wish that I could take these movies and just like slightly adjust them so they follow the like TLDR Resident Evil. Because so in this, like, it could have been slightly shifted. Just ever so slightly. We understand that Alice is now the main 
character. We understand that Alice is the one that we are following, nobody else, because in the games it's always somebody else. Um, like it switches every other game kind of thing. Yeah. So if they'd kept Alice and even with the idea that she is the perfect bioweapon, which is what the understanding is here, is that she is the perfect one. Um, Nemesis has has had his flaws. One, he couldn't act unless told to, but also he um, he ended up breaking free and having too much free will, which bothers them as well. Um, so, like... If the whole movies had been shifted to them being like, Alice is the perfect bioweapon, but we have to figure out how to, like, fix her brain so she stops having free will, but can act on a cord. Um, if they had switched to that and then kept with, like, the bioweapon and, like, the tyrants and everything else that was in the games, you could have had six fantastic movies that maybe they wouldn't have been perfect but you know what they would have been great to watch rather than something like this that had no plot line other than go find this little girl yep uh <laughs> this is such a weird fact that i just found but i have to talk about it uh during the commentary on the first film in the series resident evil uh, Mila Jovovich uh, refers to her nipple appearing on screen, saying that this proves her dedication to the film. Director Paul W. Sanderson adds that she had that he that had she really been committed to the project, she would have shown both nipples. In the sequel, she does show both nipples towards the end while she's in the tank. <laughs> we needed to know this. The world needed to know her commitment to this movie. You have to show your nipples. nipples. I think it was more of a joke. He probably just said it as a joke and she took it serious. Well, she probably just laughed it off because she doesn't care. The three shirtless zombies. Stripper zombies. And I think he was just like, talking about her specifically, but yeah. Little skimpy thongs and they're just like walking down the road. They must have been real dedicated to show it first thing in one movie. Oh, yeah. Um... So uh, let me go through all the references um, that are in this game, uh, in the games, or it, that are in this movie that are referenced in the games. Um, there's a shot at the end of the film of Alice's eye close-up. This is a reference to the first game in the series. The close-up eye shot is the logo title screen of the games. A white goddess statue can be seen in the church. Goddess statues always play a big role in the puzzles of all Biohazard or Resident Evil games. Um uh, Alice kills the liquors in the church in a bullet time effect identical to Billy killing the leech queen in Resident Evil Zero. Uh, in the opening scene with the weather map and the ending, both mention the Arclay Mountains. This is where the mansion in the original game was located. Uh, the GameCube, re there's, I guess there's a reference to the GameCube remake. Uh, Terry's death is recorded by her fallen camera, as is Joseph's death in the intro in the remake of the original game. Uh, Alice's visit to the gun shop may be a slight reference to Resident Evil 2 in which Kendo's gun shop is one of the first locations a player visits the helicopter that delivers Nemesis weapon is similar in look to the helicopter that delivered Mr. X in Resident Evil 2 Angela Ashford plays a character similar to Shirley Birkin from Resident Evil 2 
the sequence in which RPD members are surrounded by zombies at an intersection is taken almost shot for shot from an FMV in Resident Evil 3. The most notably similar shot is a slow zoom in on the police helmet. Well, there we go. That's why we needed that shot. The character of Jill Valentine wears the same outfit she wore in Resident Evil 3, which we knew that. Uh, zombies also rise from their graves in Resident Evil 3. Jill also uses gas stoves to create an explosion in Resident Evil 3. Jill, Terry, Alice, and Peyton hide out in a red cable car. Uh, Jill, Carlos, Nikolai, and Mikael, I guess that was the third soldier there, the one who turns and bites Carlos, also hide out in a red cable car and use it to get to the clock tower. And in both Resident Evil 3 and the movie, Nemesis shoots down a helicopter with his rocket launcher. And then the, I guess there's a reference uh, from Code Veronica, uh, which is uh, Alice running down the hallway while a helicopter shoots the windows is identical to the opening cinem cinematic in Resident Evil Code Veronica. Hmm. Ashford is the name of the family that created Umbrella. Alice's superhuman abilities are similar to those exhibited by Albert Wesker, who we're going to see, I think, in the movies. Um and there you go. Those are all the the references to the games that were in this movie. So we had from Resident Evil 0, 1, 2, 3, and Code Veronica. Where does Code Veronica sit in the... Like, where does it take place? Code Veronica is... Because it has... um, Not Jill Valentine. It has... Oh, my goodness. Rudy said after 3. Yeah, it's. I can't even remember her her name right now. Redfield. Claire. Um, it's Chris Redfield's little sister. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's it's after three, but I do. Oh, it has both Redfields. I haven't I haven't gotten all the way through it. It's been a long time since I've played it. I now have it on game on uh what is it Dreamcast, so I'm gonna play that. <laughs> but um, it's yeah, it's your favorite in the whole series. Yeah, I've heard many many good things about it, but I think when I tried to play it the first time, I just was like, I want to replay three instead. But um, yeah. It's after most most things come like very soon after three. Um, I just don't know how far after. I do believe Code Veronica is the closest to three in like the timeline, but I'm not sure how long. I'd have to go through that. That being said, I have to play all of those like little side off like off shoot games anyways. So, Billy, what's going on, man? I did type. Hello in the chat, but I figured I'd say hello. Wow. Hello. All right. Do we have anything else we want to add before we get to the rankings? I I'm not ready for the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh. All right. Well, first we are going to rank the antagonists of the Resident Evil movies. I uh, right now the only ones we have are the Red Queen and Spence, I believe. Uh which is at number one, of course. Uh 
Where who should we put as the antagonist? Kane and Nemesis? Should we even put Nemesis in there because he becomes a good guy at the end? Put Nemesis because Nemesis is um the way that I see it is he's just a utility. He's more of just like a weapon. Um until he changes in the movie. Yeah. So I would say it would be Kane and the other doctor. Yeah, what was his name? I don't know. No idea. Doctor. Oh, Doctor. Dr. Isaacs. Ah, okay. So yeah, I would say both of them. Okay. So we're uh so are they better than uh Spence and the Red Queen? I would play Doctor above Spence, but below the Red Queen, and I would put Right. So we're going to so what we're going to do for these rankings is we're going to rank them together. So oh. both the doctors together compared to so we're just going to do like cuz it just gets confusing for me trying to figure yeah. out the list. So we're just going to do them lumped up together. So Spence and the Red Queen are together for RE1 and then this and then these two will be clumped together for this movie. So are these two got are these two doctors better I shouldn't say better. Are they, you know, would you rank them higher than Spence and the Red Queen? Overall, no. Okay. Nemesis? Um, even though I, I, I do think this movie is better than the first one, I gotta say that the the Red Queen and Spence, are, to me, it's like, the Red Queen is like the big picture of these movies and the Hive and everything, so I'm gonna have to go with them as staying at number one yeah i'll have to agree i i thought kane was just a generic like i'm an evil scientist type guy and yeah i didn't like him very much uh i i liked the red queen more the red queen than i liked spence spence was kind of a i mean he did help create you know he helped start all this so i guess i would rank him higher uh, but yeah, I'm going to put the, we're going to keep the Red Queen and Spence at number one and we'll put uh, Kane. I'm going to, I got to, I got to jot these down because if I don't, we're going to get to like two weeks from now and I'm going to have no goddamn clue what the fuck we're talking about. I'm not going to have any idea what we're talking about once we get there anyways, because my brain <laughs> is going to go into uh fever dream mode and be like, I have gotten this now. <laughs> so, so happy Spence. I don't have to deal with Ford for Red. a while lucky Red. oh my god yeah. i i i watched the third one right after the second one just to get it out of the way because i'm like i don't want to do this <laughs> but and i also didn't the mistake. <laughs> i also didn't want to lose my or like i didn't want to lose out on some of the you know great story so i needed to make sure i was on the right track because they're so connected oh yeah so you connected. definitely can't just watch them individually and understand what's going on Right. I think my eyes were bleeding. <laughs> um oh. okay, now we're gonna rank the Alice's of the movie. Uh because she changes, as you know, throughout the, the franchise. So we figured we would rank the the different Alice's from every movie. So of course Alice from Resident Evil is at number one. Where does does Alice from Apocalypse go above or below Alice from one? Hmm. 
I'd say Apocalypse Alice goes first okay. because like it's not so much that like she's become the superhuman. Um if you ignore that part from between one and two, she has gotten to the point where um rather than just like in the beginning she was more save herself in number one. And then by the end, she remembered who she was and she was like, well, I want to save people. I want to be a good person. But like it, it, it was already too late for her to be a decent person. Yeah. Whereas in this one, her first goal was like, okay, well, you're helping me. So I will help you. And like, she's just far more, um, I guess, copacetic to work with in this one as opposed to the other one where she was like throwing a hissy fit half the time all right so we have one for apocalypse alice nemesis i'm gonna have to say apocalypse also i think in the first one she kind of annoyed me because she was i understand that they were trying to like create the story with her but she was just kind of like a wimp until she found out she could jump off walls and kick things. She, I didn't really... She kind of... Her character in the first one kind of bored me. It was the other people that were exciting. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. She was just... Like, the whole movie, she was just like, what is going on? Who am I? Yep. Why can't I kick and do backflips and weird things? I, I didn't enjoy it. Okay. I'm going to vote for Apocalypse Alice. She's just more badass. Even though she had like weird superhuman abilities, she just, she seemed more comfortable doing what she was doing. She was in control. And, uh, and then, you know, when she, you know, is pretty much telling the doctor to go fuck off, you know, that she's not going to fight Nemesis anymore. Cause she, even before she figures out it's Matt, like, I just like her character development in this movie. She was just, yeah, the, the last one was her, you know, just trying to figure out who the hell she is. She wasn't as exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm putting Apocalypse Alice over R.E. Alice. And our final ranking is going to be uh, well actually I don't think we did a ranking on the zombies because it doesn't matter. There's so many different things. We're just going to do rankings of the movies. Uh, so right now we have Resident Evil at number one and that's it. So where does Resident Evil Apocalypse go? I'm still going to stand by that the story in Resident Evil 1, um, it hits far more boxes for me than Resident Evil 2. It follows closer. It's still a pretty far away goal, but it follows closer to the games. It has a little bit more references, and it almost feels like it's um, like it's an addition to the games. It almost feels that way because they show you a bunch of the hive and stuff like that. Right. And so, like, movie-wise, I still do prefer one over two. Okay. Because two just started kind of, like, going off the rails. It's just so much happening. All right, so we have one for Resident Evil. Nemesis, where are you putting this? Well, Piggy knows more about the game, so that's her take. But for me... um. I'm going to have to go with two because I think they're both horrible, but at least two kind of kept me awake a little bit more. <laughs> and I mean, a little bit like 
minuscule, but the first one to me was just, I barely even got through it. The second one, at least explosions and stupid grenades and stuff like that were going off it. And Nemesis was cool. I like that addition. Gave us another zombie to look at. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go with two. I, it's, it's close for me. Uh, they're both, I feel, almost equally bad. Uh, but I'm going to give the edge to Apocalypse. I had more fun watching this. And, and when I say I had more fun watching this, I didn't mean I actually had fun watching this, but I just, I didn't hate myself as much watching this movie. Uh, there were, like like I said, we were talking about Alice. Like, Alice was more of a badass in this movie. Nemesis was cool, especially him being practical effects, and it wasn't some shitty CGI. The CGI actually was better, especially with the fighting, you know, when she fights the liquors, the liquors look cooler. Um, and, uh, other than that, like that was pretty much the primary reason why I like this movie more. Um, just a lot of bad characters, but it's a, it's a very slim, like, I don't like this movie. Like it's not much of a difference between this and, and the first resident evil. Uh, I, I wish we, I wish when we said that it was like the other end of the spectrum, like they were so good that we don't know which ones, but no, it's like, they're both horrible. I don't yeah. know which one they're sucks both, more. They're both bad movies. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give the, the slight edge uh, to Resident Evil Apocalypse. So since it is a two to one vote, uh, the Resident Evil ranking so far will be number one, Resident Evil Apocalypse, and number two, Resident Evil 2002. Next week, it'll just be me and Piggy Dissecting, reviewing, and ranking Resident Evil Extinction. Oh, this is the last Resident Evil movie I remember watching because I did Same. not watch the the other three. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting experience. I don't. I think the last time I watched Extinction was the year it came out, which was two thousand and seven. I so, just want you guys to know a long that time this ago. is this is the last Resident Evil movie that's above a six. The rest are. Um, in the fives so yeah just if enjoy these it are the ones who were voted for like for over a five yep oh the first three are the only ones that are over a five or over I, a six over a six i mean i have made the right choice of <laughs> yeah. never watching them yeah it's <laughs> pretty bad i think the second and third one they're both 6.2 and the first one was 6.7 which is really high so so i think the rated the best even on the uh, metacritic i think it's rated the best resident evil um yeah resident I evil yeah they're like 5.4 5.2 this, this, this one got a six point uh extinction got a 6.2 with a 41 metacritic score but yeah, this no, is the I last one I remember watching. Yeah. Uh, this one had a sweet. So my dad and I went and saw one in theaters. I do believe we went and saw two in theaters. And at the end, we were both so mad that they made Alice psychic that we did not watch three in theaters. We waited until it came out in a rental store. Yeah. I... And we went and rented it. Yeah. And yeah, we, that, that scene really that scene movie. really threw me off. Like, what was that all about? Did they get bored with the script? So they're like, we got to give her some like crazy powers where she could just look at cameras and people's head explodes. They didn't like 
like the reason they added it is because they wanted her to be the perfect bioweapon. And what better way to have a perfect bioweapon than somebody who's psychic and can make your brain explode, which would make zombies completely null and void. They definitely didn't think that through. Yeah. They were like, yeah, let's make her psychic. And then she makes this dude's brain explode or boil over or whatever. And like, that would mean that the rest of the entire series is completely and totally useless. Because if she can make someone's brain just in their head, what use is a zombie or any other, anything else? at all what use is that which is something that i know for a fact we will be discussing more yep because i know why i hate the other three movies (laughs) (laughs) i've never seen them i know why i hate them yes this is going to be a very interesting four weeks coming up uh, like we said, uh, Nemesis won't be here next week for Extinction, um, so it'll just be so it'll just be me and Piggy uh, just lambasting this movie because it's probably not good. <laughs> On the inside, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not happy. I won't be here. I'm just happy I don't have to talk about another garbage pile. I can't blame you. I can't you, blame you for that. Uh, Nemesis thinks that this is like this is gonna be the last time we ever do a series that has bad movies. He does realize we have to do Transformers movies at some point in the series. No, I'm okay with the, see. No, the you're thing, not. No, the thing. The thing <laughs> is, is like the thing is, is I don't mind bad movies if I, if they're entertaining. Where these are just not really entertaining me either. So I'm bored while watching a bad movie. Like, there's some bad... Like, I've watched some movies. I'm not saying that they're good movies, but at least they keep me entertained. Like, either I laugh at it because it's so bad, or, you know, but this is like... I'm like, my eyes are just bleeding while I'm watching these. That's that's part of why, like, I... Haven't gotten past three. I, I well, I liked the first one is because like it is entertaining to me. It's a bad movie. I'm never gonna be like, yeah, Resident Evil, especially the first one, great movie. You should go watch it. It'll definitely make you feel great for watching it. No, <laughs> you want a good movie that's gonna make you feel good because you watched it. Go watch Aliens. <laughs> oh. God, that's so... yeah. I I love Aliens. That's so good. So and good. it's like, even now, even now, that movie is fantastic. Oh, holds up so or, well. Even like, Alien. Even yeah. And Tremors. Like, Tremors Ooh. is also one of those movies that's like, it started going the way of being so bad it's good, but then it was like, no, we meant to be this way. And so, like, it kind of just looped back around to yeah, being They just, just don't good. care anymore. Yeah. When a movie is purposely be being bad like they know that it's going to be bad but they're like you're still going to have fun those are fun yeah. but when you're taking them when you're ma- trying to make a serious movie you're trying to make it where it's not bad but it turns out bad those are on like they're hard to watch because you're like i know they tried to do something here but it's just not good and that's where it is for the rest of these so like right 
I agree, but at least the first one, like... I've... The love in my heart is keeping me going, but I've told several of my friends that I'm watching the entirety of the Resident Evil movies to, like, be able to talk with you guys, and they're just like, you're a good friend. You're <laughs> such a good friend. Like... <laughs> Like, I, I asked Piggy I asked Piggy a few weeks ago if she wanted to be on the show to talk about the Resident Evil movies and she said yes and she didn't know what she was getting herself into <laughs> I, I, I knew but I also forewarned you that I've never watched past three I've never seen past number three three was the last one I ever saw and just like two I have seen it once so now oh. this will be my second time it's all for you Parker <laughs> Thank you for being on this journey with me. Um, <laughs> so before before this show becomes a three hour thing, uh, so today's episode was recorded live on Monday. Next week, or we will be back on Sundays going forward. The only reason we did that is because uh, me and Nemesis were not in any shape or form able to do a show last night. No way. I don't even remember last night. Uh there you go, guys. You get a nice insight of what my fourth was I like. I made it to bed. <laughs> that is that is all I care about. I woke uh, up in my bed. Uh, so yeah. So we recorded today. Uh, the show will be on podcast services tomorrow. Uh, but next week will be live Sunday, eight thirty p.m. Eastern time. Um, and then the show will go up on Monday morning on podcast services. So we'll be back on our normal track. Um, so yeah. We try. I try to be consistent, but try. You know, we got to make sure like everybody can can do it. If something co- comes up, we got to work around it. It's just how it works. Um, everybody has their own lives, so we have to try to figure out the best way of going about it. But like we said, uh, Nemesis is going on vacation, uh, and uh, he better better bring me something cool back from where he's going, um, or I'm gonna be very upset. Uh. And so me and Piggy will be bring talking. You back a new car. What? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so me and Piggy will be talking about Resident Evil Extinction next Sunday, and then hopefully Nemesis will be back for Resident Evil Afterlife, uh, which is the Sunday after that. But we'll see. Just best one. So yes. good. I hope everybody has a fantastic week. Thank you for everybody who watches the show live. If you don't watch the show live, thank you for listening, for downloading it on podcast services. We did hit over a hundred downloads on the show. Um, we're going to be trying to get the show out there for people to see so we can get more people, you know, to, to interact with it. Um, having a lot of fun with it and can't wait to keep going. So thank you. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.